the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffle Podcast, episode 197. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hello, Unruffled listeners. We are popping in at the top of the show to share with you several ways that you can help support the podcast. First, you can become a patron of the show by donating to our Patreon fundraising campaign. Please consider supporting our consistent effort in bringing you weekly content on creativity and recovery, all for less than the price of a latte. For just a dollar an episode, you will receive early access to each week's show as our way of saying thank you. If every listener did this, we would be over the moon. The link to our Patreon campaign is www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. And that's not it. You can share our show on social media or with your friends, and you can subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on iTunes. All of this helps our little show immensely, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, on to the show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am, despite, you know, the political theater going on right now, I am great. (laughs) Yes. Yes, there's a lot of theater going on. You're correct about that. Yeah, I'm feeling a little more level this week. Um, Yeah, I'm feeling much better. I'm really doubling down on everything. And it really helped, you know, all the tools that we talked about in last week's episode. And haven't had the need for any more pizza since then, but um, feeling good going to meetings, doing my routines and just trying to get centered again. So yeah, I feel much better speaking with you this week. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel really, you know, my tools are working. Yay. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. I was chatting with a friend on WhatsApp about early this morning about emotional sobriety and just like, it just kind of in my head, I was like, well, that's, that's all we're all trying to achieve. Like, I mean, maybe putting that title or moniker on it feels uh, different, um, but it's what we do every single day. It's what I'm trying to do in my recovery. It's like, I don't think about drinking every single day, but I, like I said, I think last week was like, I can get drunk on a lot of things. And the whole goal of not drinking alcohol is so that I can maybe tap into my feelings, uh, process things, not hide from things, forgive a few people along the way, forgive myself um, so that I can have some emotional sobriety so that I'm not spinning out all the time. Um, And that's the work I think when I wake up, that's what we kind of tackle every day. Right. Yeah. I mean, boy, there are lots of things that can make me spin out that have nothing to do with politics. So (laughs) it's, um, it is diligence. (laughs) Right. Right. So today I feel a little more, uh, yeah, stable and balanced. Um, but that's from just come from a lot of work, right. It's just, um, not giving up, taking that pause when I needed it. And reaching out and talking to friends. Like it's been, it's been very helpful this past week. Mm, Yeah. Uh, Same. Yeah. 
Are you working on anything that you want to promote? Yeah, and what's the time in my studio? Yeah. Uh, I would say only um, sign up for my newsletter if you haven't, because that is where I will be, um, you know, talking about everything I have coming up, which I do. Things are brewing and, and, um, and there's no specifics right now. And, and we're, we're also going to be taking a break. You know, we've mm-hmm. mentioned it a couple of times that we're taking a break in February. So my newsletter will be the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some Instagram too, but mostly my newsletter will be the place to find out um, what's going on with me. And because I'm going to have some calls for action um, soon. So, and then things I'm working on that I'm super excited about. So that's at the If you just go to my website, scroll down to the bottom of the page, you can sign up there. That's awesome. Yeah. Same for me. Sign up for my newsletter. I have not been as consistent with it lately. I haven't felt, um, I don't know. I just haven't, I haven't felt called to, to write anything about anything. Um, so we'll see how that feels, but, um, since we are going to be off the air, the air, since we're not going to be having any new podcasts and we're going to take a break, it's a great place to just find out what's going on because I'm going to have some new things coming up, um, on the spring equinox. So later in March, so sign up at TammySolace.com and you can hear all about it. Yeah. So, okay. Let's um, get into it, huh? Talk about our guest, Natha Campanella. Yes. Yeah, she returned to the show. Cassandra, it was your idea. It was a great idea. Why don't you go ahead and tell about that a little bit? Right. So, yeah, I was feeling like we needed a little wisdom from Natha Campanella. And boy, did we. Boy, do we. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we recorded this before the events of January 6th mm-hmm. and um, that morning. And so her wisdom has just been right on time. I think mm-hmm. uh, Natha was on our episode on our podcast way, way back on episode 60. And, um, and anyway, just so happy to have her back. I'll tell you briefly about Natha. If- if you um, haven't listened to that or you have not heard us gushing about her before, but she's a professional astrologer, teacher, podcaster. She's a mama of two teenagers, and she uses her ability to translate the personal experience of her clients in, into astrological terms and her sharp intuitive skills. She's adept at giving practical and use, useful advice. She also teaches people how to use astrology as a transform transform toolkit for emotional wellness. Ah, right on time. Yes. (laughs) Just like we were talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you guys want to find or work with Natha, a lot of our listeners have worked with Natha and sing her praises. You can go to her website, nathacampanella.com. She's on Instagram at Natha Campanella Astrology. Um, She has a podcast called Star Narratives that Sandra has been on and that I have been on. And uh, you can find her on Facebook as well with Natha's, uh, Natha Astrology. So she's all over the place. You can find her. The best place is probably her website. And you can hear about her membership circles and all of the services that she offers. And we love, love, love Natha. So yeah, it's a great episode. Enjoy. Good morning, Natha. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. 
We are so excited. (laughs) We are so excited. I mean, it's just so, it's just that time of year, right? When you just want to forecast and dream and scheme. And I was thinking, oh my God, we need nothing. (laughs) Totally. Yay. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We need nothing here. And not that, you know, uh, you've been on on our podcast before you were here on episode 60 and that was such a special episode too you had reached out to me i think first and and you had an idea um to offer tammy and myself uh our natal chart readings and you wanted to kind of draw in some you wanted to highlight uh like maybe some things that were possibly in our charts that could possibly lead one to addiction or recovery and um it was so cool and you you gave us each a natal chart reading and then you came on the podcast to talk about it um and you shared your own story and that was so fun and then since then we've just had a really wonderful relationship yeah well i agree you know i was i had been life coaching for several years and had just um, graduated or finished a really intense apprenticeship with my mentor. And I was like, I want to do podcasts. And I, I had been listening to you guys and was like, Ooh, I want to go on their podcast. And it was so sweet because both of you were, were so, I mean, you immediately responded and then working with both of you was such a pleasure. And we've gotten to work together since then. So it's sort of like this this gift for me that keeps on giving. So again, I'm so appreciative that you guys, you know, had me on, allowed me to do readings for you. And really it was sort of the kickstart of my astrology, really moving into astrology full time. And it's been, it's been such a great, exciting and like satiating thing for me. So I thank you. Ah, well, we thank you and we love sharing you and your work to women in our community all the time, because you are, you're just good at what you do, period. I say that all the time, but you're very good at what you do. Yeah. You know, it's, it's partial planets and I guess partial just, um, tuning in, right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 And sobriety gives us the clarity to tune in, right? Oh yes. Thank God for that. And the open-mindedness, just the Mm -hmm. open-mindedness to when you, when you uh, reached out to me, Sandra, and you're like, you were so excited. I was like, I am, that sounds fantastic. And then working with Natha um, and having an open mind and really being able to receive uh, what she was downloading and what she was sharing. It was just, the timing was perfect on both, on all of my readings that I've had with Natha. Like it's just been um, the right time to receive it too. Um, mm. I felt ready for it. And, and I know that our listeners love you, Natha. They really, really dig you. And um, yeah. So thanks for coming back on. Yeah. I've, I've gotten to work with so many people in this community and, you know, it's like everyone has their, their dream clients. And really it's like everybody that comes to me from the unruffled community, they're like, they're, they're there for it. They want to know they, they are doing that interpersonal work. They're trying to figure things out. And so they just show up on these readings, like ready to absorb and receive and not everybody is like that. So 
So anytime that I get a, you know, a booking and I always ask, you know, how did you find me? And they say, oh, the unruffled. I'm like, Ooh, yay. (laughs) This is going to be great. Right. It's going to be like this beautiful reciprocity. I would think. Yes. Mm. Well, and you touched on something. And so this is exactly what I had in mind for this, for this show. I thought that it would be fun if Tammy and I both kind of revisited some themes that you brought to our awareness through our, you know, individual readings with you. And then maybe we could talk a little bit about 2021 and what, you know, what we have to look forward to astrologically. I thought that that would be, you know, we all need a little, we need something to hang our hat on, <laughs> please. Yeah. Well, and you know, 2020 astrologically was not easy. So um, it is, you know, we've all had to walk through our own version of the fire. And so, yeah, let's talk about what we can expect in 2021. It, it's going to be different. It's going to have a different feel. So, oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> different is great. I think. Um, but so I think this is a seem going to be a seamless segue because you touched on something that I wanted to bring up and I've, I've talked about it in some newsletters and I've been dying to talk to you about this. So in my very first reading, um, that we, you and I had, you said something that I almost like choked on my own spit when you said it, because, <laughs> um, and I'll tell you why. So you said something about like that I would be, you could see something in my chart that signified that I may help women build wealth. And that was so incredibly funny to me at the time. And I didn't tell you this, but because my financial history was like a wreck. It was like, I was emerging from wreckage at that point. And that was in 2018 when we had our first reading. And so that just made me literally LOL because like me, how, 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 how could that possibly be? I've not built my own wealth. So I'm not sure how I would possibly be helping other women build wealth. And, you know, 2020 brought on a lot of things. And in our second reading, you talked about Chiron and the anger that Chiron produces. And again, I laughed, I think when you said that, because it's like, I'm not, not, I don't, I don't really, anger is not really a thing in my, it's not really an emotion that I deal with a whole lot. I either suppress it, I guess, or it just doesn't come up. I'm not an angry person. And maybe I actively resist it, but I did get angry this year and it had to do with finances and how I wasn't taught as a woman to build my own wealth as a young person. And, um, so then that spurred this whole kind of kind of series of needless letters and writings I did about financial recovery, basically about my own financial recovery, but the, the whole, that whole process and the whole epiphany that I had was Tammy and I in building, um, the unruffled secret, the unruffled secret Facebook group, um, that we can, you know, kind of built right after we, um, started the podcast. Um, we started a creative share Friday. It's like on Fridays, we let all the women in the group promote anything they have to promote financially. And what we have done without even realizing what we were doing is that we have built this little micro economy there 
where we, where we are helping women build wealth. <laughs> and um, it's just when I kind of connected all those dots, it just like, I just had to sit back in awe and go, oh, and, you know, and, and I thought of you immediately. And those words that you said in 2018. And um, so anyway, I just want to, you know, Thank you. And it's such a, and I'm sure you experienced this with people that you work with. It's like a delayed thing, right? Like you, 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 you may say, you might say something, but then it doesn't really come to fruition or you don't really see the fruits of it until much later. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, I always, <clears throat> there's an, there's an astrologer that said this, this is not my quote and I can never remember where I heard it, but they say that the natal chart, which is the map of where the planets were when we were born. We all have one, <clears throat> excuse me, acts like the elder in the room and we can go to it for wisdom and guidance and advice and sort of help in seeing what we are unable to see ourselves. But a lot of times what can happen is that if we aren't quite ready to hear it, it won't make sense or we'll glaze over it. And I always say, listen to the recorded version of your reading. In a few months, you'll hear different things. But eventually, and, and if we're paying attention, if we're doing this inquiry that, you know, hopefully we're, we're doing with ourselves, trying to develop more awareness, then we have these moments like you're describing where it dawns on you that, oh, oh, this is, this is what that means. And, you know, I still do that with my own chart and, mm -hmm. and believe me, I'm studying my own chart pretty constantly. Um, and there are things that I had my, the original astrologer that I used to see when I was, when I started getting readings in my thirties, there were things that she told me that I just blew off. You know, it was like, whatever, I don't know what that means. And now, you know, 10 years later, I'm like, oh, oh my God, yes, this is exactly what she was talking about. And right. so I think that's part of the beauty of astrology. It is this really dynamic map that has these answers. But, you know, if we get all the answers at once, it's, it's not that useful to us, right? Because right. we have to kind of have the lived experience and the, we have to like walk through. Got to go on the journey. <laughs> <laughs> on the journey, exactly. And then along that journey, then we begin to realize like, oh, I've had this tool with me the whole time, or wow, this is a limiting belief that has been really holding me back this whole time. So it's really beautiful what we can, what we can do with it when we're really dedicated to our journey. Mm. I love yeah. that. I love that. That you act like the elder in the room, <clears throat> going back and looking at the charts, not that in my notes, it's, it's, it's like when you did my natal chart or my what is it? The solar return reading for my birthday. Mm -hmm. uh, we went back and you, you chatted a bit about the prior reading, my natal chart reading. And it is a little bit eerie to, to see what the things that you, that, because I didn't go back and listen to it before you did my solar reading for my 50th birthday this year, but we went back and we talked about some things and, and it was interesting knowing what I know now, right. Knowing how the year played out, knowing that the, the things that I had gone through, that was kind of there. It was there in the, in the reading. Um, you talked about how I had this urge for independence or not you, but the planets um, that something had to change. Um, I was going to be with myself and my words in a new way. Um, I would, you said my 11th house was packed and that um, 
I was reaching out to groups and I had a concentration on friendship. And it's like, that was so true. That was so true that that was all happening, you know, and to pay attention to it and, um, and to step into more of a teacher role, I think is what you told me. You step fully into teacher mode over the past year and uh, share what I am unconsciously competent about. And you really guided me, Natha. Like you really, it's almost like it gave me permission um, to move forward and to believe in myself, which was a very valuable tool, especially at the time of my first reading. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like one of the things that I loved so much when I first was getting readings was that I felt like it was advice coming from somebody that I wasn't, you know, I didn't have to push against it. I didn't have to hear it any differently than they were delivering it. And sometimes when we have people that are close to us and they're telling us what they see, where they're, you know, telling us how much potential we have, you know, it's like, we can't hear it. It's like, eh, yeah, but I mean, you're just saying that because you love me or you're just saying that because you're annoyed with me or whatever the deal is. But there's something so powerful about going to get a reading because it is very objective. You know, it's not, it's, it's not me sitting here giving you my advice about what I see. It's just interpreting, here's, here's what the planets suggest. Take what you will leave what you want. Uh, maybe somewhere down the road, you'll be getting some intuition and insight about something that, you know, pinged you like, oh, I didn't hear that last time, but this is so true now. So it really is this lovely way to just hear objective, sort of um, like the objective vision of what you're doing, what, what you're here for and, and what might be happening, what might be holding you back and what gifts you have. Well, I love that. That was, that's something I never thought about, right? Like there's no strings attached to it. There's no agenda. This is just like, well, this is, this is what, this is what, you know, hap- was happening in the sky when you were born. Exactly. Well, I think, and you um, use the I, phrase, yeah. you use the phrase soul education when we were talking, Natha, and that's what it mm-hmm. felt like. It felt like I was getting a soul education from the planets and from you um, that really rang true. It was like you couldn't deny it. And when you chatted about um, intuition, um, and like I, I believe in our first reading, something about when I was seven years old, and it it, it pinged me for sure, right? And I, I had more work to to look at my seven year old self. So much happened that year, Natha, so much trauma that I had forgotten. about. I thought my, I thought my memories were just um, memories. <laughs> and lately I've been identifying that a lot of my memories are traumatic memories. <laughs> and I hadn't really um, absorbed them that way before. You know, I thought, oh, I was alone in a hospital bed when I was four years old, you know, looking at this family across the hospital room that was visiting their child. And I was like, where are my parents? Like, I thought that was just a memory. That was traumatic. What happened to me when I was four years old in the hospital all alone, you know, and I didn't for, 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 you know, all of these years, I hadn't quite connected the dots, but when I got a reading from you, I started connecting dots and paying attention in a different way and listening to my intuition and my gut. And I actually have let it guide me. And um, that's been really powerful in my recovery. 
you know, cause now I can hear all the things and I, and I have a decision to make whether I'm going to take action or not. And I think with your guidance and with your download from the universe and with your soul education that you've given me, or we've tapped into the few times that we have, it's like this beautiful permission slip for me to um, pay attention and listen. So thank you. Oh, I love that. And yeah. I think that, you know, when we're talking about a community of people that are working on sobriety in all of these different ways that, you know, my original reason for reaching out to you guys a few years ago was that I had noticed that a lot of us that had turned to, you know, regular sustained use of alcohol or drugs had some similarities in our chart. And a lot of those similarities show up as trauma. You know, it's no secret that a lot of us try to, you know, we try to medicate our trauma um, in different ways. And I think that we can find some of the, you know, not the exact things that happen, but kind of point toward some of the potentials of how that trauma impacted us. We can see that in the chart. So, so you know, if you had trauma that turned us into perfectionists, you know, or um, trauma that turned us into rebels, you know, there's all of these different ways that it can show up, but we do get to a point eventually where we're like ready, like, okay, I want to understand this. Like, I want to understand these driving forces that kind of dra drag me back into dysfunction. And a lot of it goes back to really being with those younger versions of ourselves, you know, and, and kind of being with the feeling sense, like you described Tammy of you know, that feeling sense of looking across the way and seeing a supporting, loving family and really feeling the loneliness or the, um, the, the sort of, you know, rejection or, or however it showed up for you, but being able to get sort of a quick glimpse into these and, and then later work, work with what we found, you know, in, in bigger, deeper ways is it, for me, especially has been a profound way for me to work with my recovery. Mm -hmm. um, right. Like how you heal it. And then what you do with that healing, once you, what you do with it, once it's healed or once you have gone through the healing process. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for me, it's like the, the top, the top reason of my drinking alcohol was because it made me more social and it made me more fun, right? That's what I thought. But over five years, and I just passed my five-year anniversary, which is so exciting. Hmm. But what I've come to know is like, it is so much deeper. You know, it is, it, my urge to drink every single day really came from really old, deep stuff that I really didn't know was there until I you know, do began doing my interpersonal work and I've been doing a lot of it pretty continuously, but certainly looking into my natal chart, it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. So that totally helps me to explain what the loneliness, right? I'll use loneliness because that's definitely something, this feeling of just being alone in the world and not being understood, right? Oh, I'll just drink and then I'll be fun and everyone will like me but 
it's so it's so much deeper. It goes back to a sense of loneliness, even as early as being in my crib. And right. so, are we? What you even? I mean, you you in in my readings, you talked about even past lives. It's right. like what you even bring in with you. Yes, exactly. A lot of it, it is not even things that we would understand on a logical. You know, I mean, it can come down through our ancestral line. It can come in through past life experiences, and it can definitely be fortified in this life in our in in our lived experience too so it's sort of a a a combination of all of these different factors that frankly how are we supposed to know that's happening or or that that's going on right you just know that you are trying to manage it in any way that you can and often you know with us it was with alcohol yes yeah. And, and Navi, you talked about like, I mean, you use the phrase, which really, it, it really encapsulated things for me, like tuning in. And when we talked about when we're tuning into these things, and that was what is a great guide so that it's not, I know some people might think uh, or have different ideas about astrology or, um, and have preconceived notions. Um, but I liked the idea that it was just a tuning in. It was, and again, that was like a gentle permission. Like I can tune into this feeling. I couldn't tune in when I was drinking. I, I definitely had this layer that didn't allow me to access things. Um, and I just drank on top of that layer. You know what I mean? And, and now talking to you, looking at the readings and pondering them for the year, um, I get to tune in. And when I forget, I can revisit it, you know, and it is kind of this beautiful guidepost um, that you've offered. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I, I think the other thing too, that, that, um, you know, kind of being aware of, of your own personal astrology, um, is it allows you to, for like, for me, what it has done and going back and revisiting, you know, the two readings that we've done too, I can, I can celebrate as well. Like I can just go, Oh my God, look at you girl. Oh, you have come far. <laughs> look at all this shit you've healed. Look at all this stuff you've done. And i you know, and I don't mean like productively. Um, I, um, I mean, just like, you know, look at, look at the progress and the evolution. And, um, and it's really, you know, giving me an opportunity to celebrate. Like even when I was listening to re-listening to, um, the, the first chart we did in 2018, I was like, oh yeah, those things that I was like circling around on, those aren't my problems anymore. Mm. And it just, I don't know, it just offered a beautiful moment to reflect and celebrate for me. Yeah. There's this, there. There's this evolution that we like, like Tammy to use the tuning in, right? If we are tuning in, we can see it, that there are cycles that we go through. And one day we don't have to continue to go through that cycle. And in the same way that there are gifts that we all come in with potentials, um, we have to like, we have to have the experience first to know how to actualize that potential and that comes through just this whole thing of cycling in our lives. Like where something is really up, it's really activated, it's really triggered and we're doing that piece of work. And then we move out of that piece of work and that's no longer so central. And then we may see, wow, you know, I'm actually 
really, um, I can help women learn how to make money or I, I can really, you know, um, do these things that I originally heard three years ago or five years ago and thought, oh God, no. But it is just this really beautiful, <laughs> it's a chart of our potentials. It's a chart of our um, crises. You know, all of these things show up. And the kind of astrology that I practice is, it's, it's not pop astrology. And I think a lot of us are familiar with that pop astrology of like, if you're a Libra, then it means this. And, you know, you will be attracted to Scorpio. And, and whatever we're reading, like in memes, it's much more of like this depth work of saying, do you really want to see the truth about yourself and about where you are and about where you've been and where you can go? And if you are open to that, then let me translate it for you. Mm-hmm. I like that. A chart of potential. Yes. Yes. I'm I, tuning yeah. in. And, yeah. Um, you had, you had shared not the, um, had a Pluto transit to Venus in 2021 that you shared with me. And you said like things ignored are going to come to the surface. Well, ding, ding, ding already. (laughs) And um, (laughs) you said, I'm going to come into contact with my sexuality. Yes. The divine feminine. I'm going to have a richness and igniting my inner fire. And this year I will build and stoke that fire in regards to sex art, partnerships, and passion. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) And that I was going to embrace my sexuality and my sensuality. And I'm like, yes. And you talked about vibrancy and it just excited me so much. There was so much hope in that because it's been dormant for so long and not, and not just for a year or two, but like a lot of my life and examining that work, you know, and um, having the reading with you is like a nice little um, having my compass point in a different direction and going, Oh, maybe I'm going to do deeper work in that regard. Maybe I'm going to reach out to Jody white and talk about love addiction. Maybe I'm going to, you know, um, let my therapist go that I've had for 12 years. You know, I've been thinking about these things going, maybe now is the time this year is the time. And I think it's very much because of that reading with you and knowing that, um, that I'm ready. And I appreciate that kind of um, foresight, you know, that I can grab onto. I love it. It's like you read what you were just reading about what we had talked about. And in my mind, I'm like, wow, I said that. Wow, I, I know. That. I'm good. sure you, <laughs> you said so many great things, Natha. So many great things. And I was, that's what I told you too. when I emailed you and to give you like high praise about an epiphany that I had, it was like, I'm not going to expect that you're going to remember what you said, but just know that what you said was spot on. And, you know, six months later, I'm seeing it now. And thank you. Um, So, yeah, uh, good thing you record, you know, you you give a lovely presentation um, after um, after you give a, a reading with with someone. And um, you put it all together nicely in Dropbox and it's recorded and there's all the beautiful visuals and everything. And it's just so it's, it's just such a, um, a treasure. And I treasure those. They're, they're nested in my Dropbox. And, um, and so I, 
I, yeah, I really appreciate that. I, um, yeah, the, um, our last, uh, reading in April of, of 2020, um, you had mentioned, um, how I had come in, you know, based on my past lives, I had come in very, uh, resourced and almost revolutionary. And, you know, and that, again, that was one of those things. It was like, okay, that I, I kind of think I know where you're going with this, but, um, it didn't, I couldn't embody all of, all of that at that, that time until I later had an epiphany and it was like, wait a minute, I have like really disrupted generations of patterns. And, and I really didn't, didn't understand that until upon reflection. And then it made me, you know, think of those exact words that you had shared with me. And, you know, it's like, I've, you know, I mean, I, I know I had shared with you that I was the first one to get a college education in my family on both sides um, a four-year degree anyway, but, um, you know, it's like, but there's other patterns that I've disrupted too. And, you know, how did I know to do that? I had to have come in resourced and, um, because I didn't, it, it was like, I didn't learn it in school, you know, and I didn't learn it from my family. Um, it was something that I came in with and, Anyway, it was just such a, such an epiphany for me. And, um, so I just really, uh, you know, I look forward to future readings with you and, um, and more of those just little nuggets that don't reveal themselves for, you know, six months or 12 months or mm -hmm. two years later. I love it. It's like every time I do right before I enter into my zoom reading with a client, I always sort of say, you know, may this reading be of the highest and best good. May, may this person hear what they need to hear. And a lot of what comes out isn't necessarily my information. It's just kind of flowing through. Um, but I love this kind of feedback because it's true. It's like we all have these invitations that are buried in our chart, right? Of, you know, hey, if you want to come in and break some family patterns, like <laughs> it's, it's ripe for the taking. And right. some of us will mm -hmm. come in and we'll, we'll find ourselves drawn over and over to, to do that. Like you're explaining, it wasn't like you made a necessarily a series of conscious decisions of this is a family pattern I'm going to break, but you found yourself kind of looking back and realizing, wow, I've actually done this profound work. And, um, you know, I mean, what, how cool, <laughs> how cool that you've right. seen that, that you've done it and been able to see it. Right. Yeah. I think that's exactly it. It's doing it and then recognizing it, recognizing it and celebrating your progress. And, um, yeah, I just love it. Um, so I don't want to run out of time before we talk about, you know, just give us anything that you might see, um, astrologically for, for 2021, there any trends or anything um, phenomenal happening? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, 2020, like we said before, was a lot of Capricorn work. So just to give you guys a brief Capricorn synopsis, you'll probably recognize, you'll recognize this as we 
as you compare and contrast your 2020 with Capricorn and Capricorn is about reality and structure and government um, boundaries. A lot of the work that we were doing in 2020, both externally, right? When we look around the world, we saw this happening, but very, very internally was around identifying some of the structures that were operating um, and, and hopefully looking at how valuable, how um, useful they still were, right? And I always, when I'm talking to a client, I'm, I'm looking at Capricorn and describing it as a bit of that inner critic energy. It's the, it's, mm. it's the rules and regulations. Um, it's the governmental structures. So when you look at yourself, what, you know, what kind of structures were running your life? Um, what kind of inner critic activity had a real strong foothold? And we probably watched some of that get stronger. And also some of that kind of blow up where we got to see, oh, this is not, this is actually, no, I don't want this anymore. This isn't working. So it's hard work, right? When we have to start pushing up against authority, whatever that authority is, we begin to see how much of a stronghold that authority has on us in our lives. And we begin to, to decide, do we really, do we want to be giving our, um, do we want to have this authority be the one in charge? Okay, so that's been 2020. Now we move into a whole different energetic flavor because of the strong energy of this year is going to be more Aquarian in nature. And Aquarian is very much in a way about breaking the rules. Um, a lot of times with Aquarius, we have a breakdown of structure, like, like the actual breakdown of the structure. Aquarius is an air sign. So we go from sort of heavy earthbound reality-based logical earth in Capricorn. We go into more air, more mental activity, more of a sort of um, let's explore the possibilities with Aquarius. So that is going to feel light for a lot of us. But, you know, I would say that the primary astrological thing going on this year is very connected to our value system. So last year, 2020, we were doing authority and now we get to move into values. Um, and, you know, here's the thing is we got a lot of info got a lot of information that came into our lives um, in 2020 about our values. Uh, this year, we get to mm -hmm. really look at what, what you consider to be your currency these days. Um, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. You know, when my husband and I bought our house, we bought our house about three years ago, the currency was that we wanted to be in town. Uh, we wanted to be near near the school so our teenagers could stay at their school and they could stay with their friends. And that was really what was important. We didn't care about, we didn't want to have to do landscaping and whatnot. So we bought a house that has very little property, right? We have a port, we have two, we have a patio and a porch and it's great. Well, 2020 came along and I realized that something that was actually very important to me was learning how to grow food. And I looked around and I don't have anywhere to grow food. Um, I, I don't know anything about growing vegetables and I really wanted to. Um, and so I, you know, kind 
of rigged it. I got some big garden boxes and made it work. But our currency has really changed because now what is important to us is that we have more space. We have more land. We have more, um, in a way, privacy. We live in a really kind of congested community. And with everybody home all the time, you know, we can't leave our front door without making chit chat, which is fine. It feels neighborly, but it's also not my currency anymore. And so what we're doing is we're kind of trying to decide, all right, so if we moved, if we bought something else, where would we go? What would it look like? And so that is going to be true for all of us is looking at what is the currency? You know, do I like, do I like working an eight to five job? Do I need to be able to work from home? Um, you know, do my relationships feel good? Do I need to reevaluate, you know, all of these things. And I'm going to stop here for a second and just kind of touch in with you guys, um, whether that makes sense and whether you can see some of that already sort of bubbling in your own lives. Oh my God. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I mean, at the last, you know, several months I've done a lot of kind of value work. If, you know, if I could call it any other thing where I have really looked at, you know, does this align with my values or not? And I tell you, when you, when that's your baseline, you can question everything, right? It, it, it opens up so much potential because it's then, then it's like, well, okay, it doesn't. So how can I change this? You know, what are my options to change this? You aren't stuck. Um, you know, like the example you gave, you're not stuck in that neighborhood, you know, um, you, you, you can move or you can, um, pivot or, you know, you, it just seems to, when you have a good solid, when you're forced to look at your values and then align your actions that way, it just, um, I don't know. It just opens up so many possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, not that that totally resonates with me. It feels like what has happened at the end of the year is maybe because we had all this time to be home and to reflect and to see the routines and see the simplicity of my life. Um, and that for me, I love what you said about, it's just, it's not our currency anymore. That's not my currency. Like, um, I don't have to being bound to my home. Um, I can work anywhere. So me being bound to this physical place, which has tethered me for a really long time, I'm about to move in a couple of months. I feel like I want to move to Paris in 2022. And I'm going to put that in motion. We've already been talking about it. I've been well manifesting it. We talked to Cody, our friend who came on the podcast a few weeks ago. I can't wait to, you know, take care of his apartment in Paris. I just, (laughs) all of it, like, it feels like there's movement and there's choice, right? choice options and then action. And I feel like it is a total invitation from the universe to, to reevaluate how I've been doing things for so long. So yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I love it. It's like, you know, here, here's something else um, is that not all of us are not, not all of us. It's not that easy to pivot, right? Because we get very stuck in what we what we think is too hard or, or what we think is the old way 
And, you know, the old way has always worked for me. So I'm going to stick with that. But I will say like a word of um, invitation really is that we have, you know, astrologically, we have turned a corner. So the way that the world used to work and function has really begun to, officially it has begun to transform. And so there will be in the coming years, all of these calls for pivoting, right? For saying, you know, this is no longer working, what's the solution? And that, that time of sort of staying with what is because that is the way that's always worked is over. So, you know, the idea, Tammy, of moving to Paris, right? Maybe in the past that would have been like, oh God, no. I mean, that's just a, that's just a fantasy. It would be lovely, but it could never happen because of X, Y, Z reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, if we get stuck, in that particular kind of mindset over these next few years, I feel like it's actually going to be harder, right? It's like the old guard trying desperately to hold on to the old way usually is the one that suffers the most when, when the changes come. And so, you know, here's the thing is like, as we figure out what is important to us, you know, what, what is the true currency? Because the things that used to, you know, the things that used to be really important, just, I think a lot of that has fallen by the wayside, which is great. But now it's like, okay, if we want to have a life that feels good, that is optimized, that is meeting our current needs, what would that look like? What do we need to discard? How do we need to shift? And can we go with it? Can we do that? And I think ultimately that those of us that can make those shifts that can recognize what needs to happen. And, you know, we can lovingly sort of maybe in a bittersweet way, say goodbye to some of our old dreams and our old ideals, but moving into the new space, I think is what will ultimately feel the most fluid and satisfying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then if you're in community, you know, if that's one of your values is to be in a community, it inspires others to do the same, you know, that they have the same potentials to shift and discard old stories, right? Yes. You you guys are coming to Paris, right? Yeah. Yeah. You too? (laughs) Oh, of course. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So that's great. Okay. I'm (laughs) gathering, I'm gathering you up. Yeah, no, but just, just even with the way that um, we're working lately too, Sandra and myself, I can see it. And, and this micro economy that Sandra mentioned at the top of the hour within our secret Facebook group and the women who are flourishing and radiating out and the work that, you know, Sandra's doing with women with change your story and me with my coaching clients, like it's so satisfying and so beautiful and the victories of those, they're not my victories of my clients, right? They're, they're, those are their victories. But to like just be able to um, be in orbit with all of these people, it's just a complete and total gift. And I really feel like from that first reading, Natha, that you did for me in talking about stepping into the role of being a teacher and to really kind of um, you know, embrace that. Um, you gave me permission. I know that you, ta- I think Sandra, you had kind of some similar, um, uh, a similar reading, correct? Is that about, about teaching? Mm. Is that yeah. Yeah. At, at that time I was 
Mm-hmm. At that time I was, you know, I had two big questions, you know, am I a maker? Am I a teacher? Am I both? You know, that was basically mm-hmm. my, what I came into that reading wanting to explore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it just felt like, um, it was just, it was a, it was a, an opportunity to accept the invitation and to kind of accept that, um, yes, that's true for me. Yes. That, that, that feels right. Um, and, but you know, what's interesting too, is how I have shown up as a teacher has, has been very different from what I thought it would look like. Mm-hmm. So again, that just, the journey is, um, the journey is, it, you know, it, it, um, it's the details are all are different than what you might think they're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said that. I mean, that is like the, that's another way to put the energy of this year is that things are not going to look necessarily the way that we thought they were going to look, but that doesn't mean that, that they aren't going the way that we, kind of originally had intended, right? It's just that the more fluid we can be with the details and the more that we can allow these things to flow in and, and really pay attention and kind of follow the, follow the currents, um, the better. And, and really releasing this idea of, you know, I don't want to do this thing because I never wanted to do this thing. And then realizing, oh, wait a minute, I'm actually doing this thing. It just doesn't look the way I thought it was going to look and I'm enjoying it, you know? Exactly that. Exactly that. Right, right. You know, and I, and, and yeah, circling back to what I brought up at the beginning about building wealth, it was like, I thought that that would be something, you know, it's like, I would just pictured myself delivering something from a stage, like a workshop or something. And it was like, no, I just had to hold space for others to build wealth, you know, for other women to build wealth. I just had to, we just had to be the container for it. And then it just, ha- it just magically happened. You know, we have this micro economy of women who buy things from each other, you know, like uh, oils and jewelry and art and services and all of that. So it looked completely different. It looks completely different from what I imagined, but it's the, it's, it's, it has come to fruition. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's the thing. The details are completely different than I had imagined. You know, I didn't realize that I could teach from a place of just holding space. Mm -hmm. Yes. And if we go back to the description of 2020 that I gave you guys with Capricorn, Capricorn, that's the old ideas, the, oh, wow. If I'm going to be like, I'm going to help women with their finances. What am I going to be sitting behind a desk, like pushing loan papers? Am I going to be on a stage? Like, wait a minute. Like those are the Capricorn ideas of this is how you do it. You know, um, (laughs) you know, you, you go to school, you go to college, you get a job, you buy a house, you buy stuff like these. We've been pretty indoctrinated with these cultural norms about what quote unquote good people do. And a lot of us have been, doing it because we just don't know any different. But 2020, we got to look at, wait a minute, there's a lot of this stuff that like doesn't work. It's very precarious. And why am I, why am I following these particular set of norms 
And now we move into Aquarius, which is about disrupting the norms. It's also, you know, we're saying, I can't remember which of you was talking about community. I think it was Tammy, but, you know, Aquarius is very much a community connection based sign. So, you know, this is something else to really think about is that we have in 2020 seen a lot of people who think that other people need to be living by their value system, right? Um, <clears throat> it's my value. I, I will not rest until you share my value and mm. we can, then we can get on with it. But this Aquarius energy is sort of saying, wait a minute, this is about the, the group. And within the group, there are all of these different value systems but yet there's still, everybody brings something special to the table. Everybody, it's not about having everybody agree with what we think is right. Because um, again, that's very Capricorn. These are the rules. We all follow them. But it is about like, how can we connect even with people that are different than we are? How can we really develop a sense of um, working with others? It's a very humanitarian sign. Mm, How can we make sure that the needs of everybody in the group are being met, not just the loudest people, um, not just the, the people with the most money or the people with the most sway, but everybody. And so we will all get to be doing this too. And so if you are somebody that, and, and there are a lot of us, I will admit, I can be this way myself of, you know, everybody needs to think the way that I do, and then we can just relax. Um, this is a good year to look at some of those tendencies and say, all right, so maybe not everyone thinks the same way I do. And that's okay. Oh, I love that. I'm having this visualization of there just like being a big bonfire and everyone just comes and throws their rule book into the bonfire. And we all just stand back in a circle and watch all the rule books burn. Yes. And the Virgos are being yes. dragged, are I being mean, that dragged to the fire. Good. Right. The Virgos are going to have to, you know, we're getting dragged to the fire with our rule books, they're getting, right? They're ripping out page by page. Like, okay, I guess we can burn this page. It's going right, to be a slow process for here. the Virgo. <laughs> but she'll come to the fire. She's just going to take a bit. She's just going to take a little bit. undoing. Um, I know we're getting towards the end of the hour, but I wanted to ask you, and if you, if you could encapsulate this, I'm sure there's, we could do a whole nother hour on just this topic alone. But when we chatted, you had, um, kind of pointed out to me and I have it circled really big in my notebook that the moon is our relationship to intuition. And so I've been trying to investigate and learn more about the moon, taking some of your classes that you give, um, about the moon and, I have a calendar that tells me when the new moon is the full moon. I'm seeing when Mercury's going in retrograde at the end of the month. Is there any way to just, to simply just for somebody who's new to all of this or to astrology or paying attention that they can tap in and, and around that moon time to understand like what to pay attention to? Is there a way to simplify that or to talk about it in a way that could help our listeners? Yeah. I mean, I think, maybe one of the easiest things to do is to, if you go to astro.com, mm -hmm. there's like a little, right at the top, there's a little area where you can click. I believe it's like a little sun, moon, and mercury symbol. There are the glyphs. You can click it and it will give you a drop down menu of like where, where all of the planets are 
And if you look at the moon, it will show you what sign the moon is in currently. Mm -hmm. And so you can either do some Google research or I have a free ebook on the front page of my website that lays it out. Mm-hmm. But you can get an idea of saying, you know, okay, the moon is in um, Capricorn right now. So that means that I might be feeling more rigid than usual. And then you can kind of give yourself a break. Like, okay, I'm just feeling more rigid than usual. That's all. If the moon is in Capricorn, I'm going to work with this energy because Capricorn energy is also great for completing projects, um, stepping into your own authority, having boundaries. So you can basically go through at any given day, you know, anytime that you're having a day, right? And you're like, oh my God, what is going on with me? You can peek at what sign the moon is in and then, you know, look at, look at the little description and say, okay, moon is in cancer today. That means I am extra sensitive. No wonder. Mm-hmm. No wonder my feelings have been hurt three times today. <laughs> the moon's in cancer. Okay. And then of course, you know, don't just leave it there, but kind of explore like, what is, what's the common theme with my feelings being hurt? And what am I really feeling underneath this? Mm. Um, just, just great, like self-reflective work that you can do with the moon that doesn't take, you don't have to be an expert in astrology. It's just a few clicks of the computer or, you know, like looking in, looking at your calendar or what, what have you. Okay. Mm, I love that. Very helpful tool. And Natha, before we get to your three things from your unruffled toolbox, do you have any programs or anything coming up for the new year that you would like to promote? Well, yeah, you know, I have a membership that is really cool because that is one of the things that we do is we basically circle two times a month and really look at the sign that the sun is in, which also gives us some great info about how we can spend that particular month, what we can focus on. And then looking at the moons, the full moon and the new moon and getting an idea of, you know, what those themes are, what it might bring up for us. And then using what we talk about as a sort of a tool for self-reflection all month. And that is called the hidden wisdom membership circle. And there, there are really a lot of really fun things in there, but one of my main intentions with this is just providing people with um, a consistent way to sort of tune in, tune in to the energies of the planets, tune into their own energetic um, and emotional situations. And, you know, I find I get very, very scattered Um, And I have these great intentions like, oh, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to pull a card for myself every day, or, you know, I have these ritual ideas, and they don't happen. But when I have something where a lot of other people are showing up at the same time, I'm more likely to show up and learn and kind of tap into the magic and, um, and, and be reverent. So I would say that's my most exciting offer right now. And I have a lot of other different Um, smaller classes and also just astrology mentorship that's one-on-one so there's there's lots of good stuff and that's all at nathacompanella.com yep got it astrology mentorship hey natha this is just uh, oh believe me i've looked at it and salivated over it i've (laughs) i've I'm, if I'm manifesting anything, it's it's that for this year to work with you, Natha, because I just love your wisdom. I really yeah. do. Um, and so thank you. Thank you for sharing 
sharing yourself with our listeners and your knowledge. I really appreciate it. Um, so now's the time part of the show where we ask our guests to share um, three things from their Unruffled Toolbox, things that are either creative, creatively, astrologically, um, mindfully um, tools that keep you grounded and unruffled. What do you have, Natha? Oh, yeah. I feel like I said this one last time too, but it is absolutely my go-to and that is to tune into my physical responses. Um, I have one of those bodies, and I think a lot of us do, that I will develop discomfort in my body. And if I take the time to really tune in to what, it, what it's about, I can figure out like, oh God, I am feeling so overwhelmed. <laughs> this is a, this is a, cramp that comes from feeling overwhelmed, or this is, um, these are neck issues that come from being very rigid. And, you know, obviously these are things that I deal with, but man, look, feeling into my body just gives me so much info about what's really happening. My mind has a story. My body has the truth. So that's a big one. I would say also that walking, um, walking has saved me. You know, I put on my headphones and I listen to music or I listen to a podcast and I just walk. And it is so cathartic because it allows my thoughts to flow. Um, I'm making connections, my heart rate is up and it's just a very healing sort of way to be alone with myself and my thoughts. And, you know, I, I have self-awareness down here, but also tuning in, like you guys were talking about is, um, God, it's just the biggest, it's, it's the biggest piece for me is just getting quiet and allowing what is wanting to be seen, to show up and, and really rise itself into my awareness because my brain is very, very busy and I can get very distracted, but that tuning in helps me to come back down to earth and sort of be with what is here and then, you know, integrate it, taste it, digest it. Yes, those are all good ones. Oh, Natha, thank you so much for talking with us. Are, are you still doing your podcast, Natha? I wanted to ask before, before we ended here. Um, I have not done a podcast episode for a while. And part of that is because I've been in my membership, I am releasing like new classes mm -hmm. that are recorded. So it's almost like, you know, sort of similar to what I was doing for the podcast, except these are more um, specific classes on like your mother and the moon and mm -hmm. um, your relationships and the asteroid Juno. So I've, I have been slack on the podcast, but it, it's not gone away. There's still plenty of good stuff to listen to. I just don't know when I'm going to do a new yeah. episode. Yeah. We only have so much time right. and energy, how, right? <laughs> how can people find the podcast, Natha, just if they want to listen to older episodes? Yeah. So it's called Star Narratives and it's on any of the podcast platforms. And if you visit my website at nathacampanella.com, you can find you know, basically 
anything and everything that I'm doing and working on. Oh. Yeah, your episode. I've listened to every one of the star narratives. They're they're great. They're great. They're evergreen. So I love it. Mm-hmm. So and both of you guys have been on my podcast. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> those are always good episodes if anyone's listening and you know wants to hear more. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. So it looks like you're reopening enrollment for your hidden wisdom astrology circle in 2021. Will that be happening anytime soon or has that already happened? Um, it's basically happening this week. Happening this <laughs> so, week. Excellent. Perfect. I think by the time this episode airs, it should be ready to, um, ready to go. And um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, thanks so much, Natha. This is just a delight as always. Yes. Thank you, Natha. This was Bye. such a pleasure. Thank you guys so much. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.